and Once for All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This week, we're going to kind of do a recap of of almost the entire podcast. We're going to just a brief rundown and kind of some thoughts of where do we go from here? Now that we have this truth, what do we do with it? So let's go through our recap. Over the last few weeks, we've covered some difficult subjects. Some may have been hard to accept. Um, They might have been hard to accept because of what we had been taught. See, tradition is hard to break. Generations and generations pass, and someone's idea becomes accepted Christian doctrine. Many times it's a misunderstanding of what was being said because we don't speak the original Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic. Many times it's to fulfill our own ideas and desires. There were times in the past where doctrine was made just to control people or on the whim of of a pope or a king. So this, and this becomes our reality today, generations later, and we try to wrestle with it. But I'm telling you, the only thing that makes sense is grace and God's love. So here's what we've learned so far. Here's what a mini recap of what the truth that I've come into and and that's opened my eyes and that I hope that is working in your life as well. First thing we looked at that I came to grips with is that there was an old covenant, which was the law, that was given to Moses. This covenant was an agreement between man and God. That's important to understand. This was this covenant was given because of the fall of Adam and man deciding to go their own way and not to stay in that perfect unison relationship with God. Man was created perfect and they were created in this perfect relationship but they they decided to go outside of that and make decisions outside of that. The law came into play here. This was the ultimate result of that. Man making a covenant with God said, if you do this, then I'll do this. And God spelled it out. And what was initially 10 commandments, which became over 600 and I forget the number now, 634. It was over 600 laws that the Jewish people had to keep. The problem is, is they couldn't keep them. Man could not keep up his end of the deal. So Jesus came. Now, it's important for us to know this. When Jesus came, he came under the old covenant system. And he taught in the old covenant system. He actually taught at the end of this covenant's age. And he exposed the truth that man cannot keep this bargain, that the law brings death, and he came to bring life. So at the cross, Jesus is on the cross, and he's giving his life, and he's enacting another covenant, a new covenant, a new testament. And this covenant is not between God and man. It is between the Father and the Son. It's between the Father and Jesus, between God and God. This covenant is everlasting. 
This covenant is for everyone. See, man's part of this covenant is that we are the beneficiaries of it. We have no part in keeping this covenant. It was between God and God, and we are the beneficiaries because Jesus came as a man, being fully man and fully God. He enacted a covenant with the Father on our behalf. All sin was judged at the cross. This is another important thing that we need to understand. Sin was judged, not Jesus. Jesus was not punished by the Father, but Jesus took sin and became our sin, and that sin was punished and judged. Jesus paid the price for sin, and he redeemed all humanity. Just as John the Baptist said, Behold, here's the Lamb of God that comes to take away the sin of the world. He's going to take away the sin of the cosmos. He's going to set all creation back in order as it was in the beginning by his sacrifice and his new covenant. That means all people have access to the Father. Everyone. No one's excluded. The gospel is the good news that it is finished. The old covenant is done. The new covenant is enacted. We are forgiven, and we are to tell the world about the love the Father has for everyone that was demonstrated through the Son, Jesus. Then we began looking at the early church. The early church consisted in the beginning of small house groups. They gathered together to strengthen and encourage one another. And one thing that we we realized is that people in the early church did not own a Bible because most of the New Testament was still being written and the Old Testament was available to very few. So it's not like today where everybody has access to, to own a Bible or to own the Word of God. The only word of God they got was bits and pieces that was read to them. Most had never seen scripture written on paper. So the early church, they gathered together, they worshiped God, they worshiped Jesus, and they encouraged and loved each other. They took care of each other's needs. If they were poor, uh, widows, uh, crippled, they took care of them. This is what the early church was. And it began to grow, and it became more organized. Tradition and man's ideas began to creep in, because this is what humans do. We got to find a way to control things. We got to find a way to make things fit our idea. By the late 300s, there was six known schools of theology. Of those six, Four of them taught that by grace all men will be reconciled to the Father through the Son. They taught that through the new covenant that God was going to redeem his creation. All things would be restored. The idea of hell was an idea of a period of correction where the unrepentant rejected the life that Jesus offered would go to this place where they would face their sin 
And yes, it was uncomfortable, but it was not internal. It never was eternal. It was a place of of reflection and edification and correction and facing something that we should not have to face because Jesus took it at the cross. Any idea of correction in the afterlife is the result of someone rejecting Christ, rejecting the cross, and the payment that he made and the grace that he gave, and deciding to rely upon their own will. And this is the sin of Adam. This is why God said, if you eat of this, you will surely die. You're going to face the end result of your decision, which is death. Now, Jesus did pay the price for everyone, and everyone will be reconciled. Whether they choose to receive Christ and to receive this gift of grace in this life, or whether they go through a period of correction in the next. That's the New Testament. That was the early church's idea of hell. Now, there was one school, the Roman school, which consequently spoke Latin, and they did not read Greek. They were not close to the early writings of Greek. It all had to be translated into Latin. They taught eternal conscious torment. This is where, after death, someone, um, if they did not receive Jesus, they did not receive the gospel and the truth, then they went to an eternal hell that burned forever, separated from God. That was led by Augustine. And this became the doctrine of the Catholic Church. Now, we can see how our doctrine today are formed. We can see how in the early Catholic Church, they chose to cling to this one doctrine and these group of teachings that were from the Roman or the Latin thought. We talked about the Eastern and the Western Church and how there was a division between the Latin-speaking church and the Greek-speaking church and how one taught differently than the other. And we see how our doctrine was formed today, how a lot of the things that we teach and we accept as gospel were changed. Now, when the Bible was written in English, there was a Reformation, and another group of ideas began. We had people like John Calvin and uh, John Wesley, which taught their version of the gospel. Calvin taught predestination. And this is very popular today where um, churches teach that God chose some people for wrath and they just have no choice, but they will go to hell. And some people for life and heaven and they're just the chosen ones. Now you can see how far from the truth of the gospel this is. These, These are traditions that have been passed down. And what I hope to do in this podcast is to break tradition, to go back to the original words, and to hear what the gospel originally was without man's idea or an interpretation. So where do we go from here? Maybe you're starting to understand this idea of a new covenant and the grace and the love that the Father has. I hope so. 
I hope that that you've clung to this and it's began to grow in your life. But maybe now as you go and you sit down at Sunday morning and hear the sermons, maybe you start to see the condemnation and you start to feel like, I don't want to go anymore. I want to stay home. But you don't want to stay home because you miss the fellowship of the believers. So now you're in this place where you say, where do I go from here? See, once we understand the message of grace, it changes everything. It changes our whole perspective. It changes the way we see the world. We see it now through these grace glasses. The truth is, gathering together is the very essence of the church. So we cannot stop gathering together with believers. It is very important and necessary. So I encourage you to find a local church where they preach grace closer to the idea that you understand it. And if you can't find one of those, find one where the people love each other. Because that's the whole deal. Loving and caring for each other. The message at times will be off, but you are there for the people. Counter the atmosphere of works and condemnation with grace and love. See, you can find resources online and teachers of the new covenant and and of grace to edify you. But that's not an entire solution. You need to be gathered together with believers. You need to have other Christians that you can encourage and that can encourage you. See, you will become a catalyst of change in your sphere of influence, either at your church or with your friends and your family. So that's my recommendation. That's what I do. I go to a local congregation. I love the people. Sometimes the message is off, but the people are always there, and I love them. And that's what the church is about. I hope this helped you this week. And remember, God is madly in love with you. Until next time.